0: Welcome to another inspiring message from Milestone Church in Keller, Texas. Well, I want to say Happy New Year to you, and I'm excited about something that we do every year, and that is a moment together we call Prepare. So it is Prepare 2019. For many of you, you've joined in on these moments with us in the past and you know how powerful they are. And uh, many of you are new and I want to spend some time really helping inspire you to take a very important spiritual step here at the first of the year and join us in this moment that we call Prepare. And so I'm excited about it. I'm excited about our McKinney campus there. I wanna welcome them, those that are joining us by video at the Keller campus and all of those that are watching online. Would you put your hands together and celebrate all of those joining in with us? If you have your Bibles, I'm gonna ask you to turn with me to the book of Philippians chapter four. Philippians chapter four, we're gonna look at verses 15 through 19. And if you can do two things at once, I'm gonna draw your attention to this little guide that you received on the way in at both campuses. And I wanna encourage you to put your hands on this. I'm gonna come back to it at the end of the message today and talk to you about how this is gonna help us over the next few days. Before we go into prepare though, I always love to celebrate with you what God's doing. I have to tell you transparently and honestly, this is not hyperbole and it's not preacher hype. I, I believe we're stewarding a moment where God's doing something very significant in our midst. Something that many people have prayed for and believe for, we're, we're experiencing it in the amount of lives that God is transforming. And we saw that happen in a powerful way at Christmas. We had such a dynamic time together, 13 services on two campuses, lots and lots of people, and, and it's more than just the numbers of people, it's, it's the lives, it's the stories. There's too many stories really for me to tell. In fact, over the next few weeks, we're just gonna begin to share these stories. You'll see them at our life.milestonechurch blog. You'll see them on social media. I'll be sharing them in the messages and we'll be telling some of them by video. But one that really touched my heart from the Christmas services was a story in our children's area, the fifth and sixth grade area, where there was a young girl who gave her heart and life to Jesus. And the leader there who was in charge of that environment when her parents came to pick her up, they said, will you tell your parents what happened here during this service? And she said, I I gave my heart and life to Jesus. Well, the leader noticed that her parents were carrying a Bible that we had given all of those that went and made a decision for Christ in the closer book that we use as a follow-up on the story and life of Jesus. And they looked at their daughter and said, we did too. We did too. Is that amazing? An entire family changed in in one moment and there were story after story after story. And the Bible says that all of heaven celebrates when one sinner repents and one person comes home to Jesus. So I wanna say to you, thank you for welcoming people into not an event, not just a service, but thank you for loving people like family and helping bring down their barriers and to, to encourage people and love and serve people and bring people and invite people and give and the way that our teams just did a fantastic job of making people feel very welcome and served and so we had a great Christmas together and I'm excited about 2019 as we go into uh, prepare and I had some time at the break to spend and just began to pray and just think about the new year and really to think about you and pray for you and, and I just kept having this theme that's all the way through the Bible, this word, this concept, looking at it at multiple places and that is this word called supply, supply. Just a, a little thought and that is what would you do this year? What, what kind of vision would you implement? What kind of dreams would you dream? What kind of steps would you take if you believe God had unlimited supply? If there was not a supply problem, what kind of steps would you take for Jesus? How how all in would you be if you believed that he would supply you at every step along the way? And so we think about supply and the truth is, many of us, if we're really honest, the big barrier for us a lot of times is the supply barrier. We feel like, we, we never really feel like we have adequate supply, and I'm not just talking about money, I'm, I'm talking about emotional supply, time supply, resource supply, the people supply, the person you need, the, the, the change that you need to see, the, the, the supply. We all would like for bigger supply and not less supply. Um, my name is not really great when you think about a supply category. My last name is Little, and... Um, I was on a trip the other day, took my son to visit a college and we were flying back and I really don't remember exactly how it happened because it doesn't usually happen and most people don't have a, a paper boarding pass, but the guy beside me and there was maybe a confusion with the seats, I don't know if we were in an exit row or something and, and the, the stewardess was asking about names and somehow it came to this question where this guy who was about this tall and, and he said, is your name Jeffrey Little? And that, that happens quite a bit as a pastor. You know, you meet people around town, and you know, are you Pastor Jeff or Jeff Little? So I, I, I said yes, and, and yet he wasn't from here. He was from the Northwest, and so he didn't know I was a pastor or anything. He just heard me talk about my name, or somehow, and Jeffrey Little is your name, Jeffrey Little, and and, and he said, well, that's interesting, because my name's Jeffrey Bigger, and this was his boarding <laughs> So Jeffrey Little, who's about 6'3", and a little bit bigger was standing beside little Jeffrey Bigger. If you're watching Jeffrey, in fact, I sent him a book, so no, no disrespect, this really happened. This is not like, you know, preachers sometimes don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. This really did happen. Jeffrey Bigger, who was little, was right beside me in the seat beside me. I don't know how that happens, but it does. But anyway, we're we're believing for a little more Jeffrey Bigger than Jeffrey Little this year. And um, so therefore, we start the year prioritizing our connection with a big God. Because he has big supply for us. The next few days, let me frame this for you. This is not a program that Milestone Church is putting on. This is not a casual event and this is not really a conference. This is not the goal. We're not trying to put on a conference and host Christians from all over the world. That's not the goal. It's a family of people coming together like you would at your house and I recommend at your house to say that it's not by our strength and it's not by our ability, but it's under the hand of Almighty God that we will go into this year and we'll prioritize Him and we're gonna worship Him and we're gonna fast and we're gonna pray and we're gonna seek God and we're gonna do some stuff that for many of you is out of the ordinary, but not to be too cliche, if you want the same results from 2018 then do the same thing you did last year. But if you want different results, then maybe you need to get on the page of a God who's much different than you and connect with Him and see what He has available for you. I hear stories every year of people for the first time that fast, that pray, that come into these settings. And I see God show up in their lives. I think about a guy named Ross. He said he didn't even know what believing for actually meant when he filled out his prayer card. He said, I didn't even know what that was. And I didn't think fasting for three days was even possible, but I gave it a shot in faith. I fasted and I wrote down 10 things, Ross said, that I wanted God to do. And God faithfully answered all 10 before 2018 was over. And he says, I'm so looking forward to prepare 2019. I guess so. Now, some of you are where he is because you've seen God show up and move and do dynamic things. Some of you are in the place where Ross is because you've experienced God in that way. You know, it's a little hard to get going. You know, there's a hard to get a little traction. The fasting's not easy. Caffeine devils start to try to pop out of your brain along the way. You get a little tired. You're like, why am I doing this? Don't, don't, Don't do it for me. Don't do it just because we're doing it as a church. Do it because when you press on the other side of your flesh, you'll you'll start to connect with the Spirit of God. And God will start to do something miraculous in your midst. And some of you know that you've been there and, and, and you're a little bit like, okay, I gotta get going. Some of you are apprehensive. I met a guy here at the Keller campus this weekend. He said, I've never done it, I'm a little bit scared. I don't know what to expect. And, and that's okay to be a little apprehensive. Most of the great things in God, <laughs> you're a little scared on the front end. If you've not been scared, you're probably not walking with God. He calls us to those things. And so I said, it's gonna be okay. He goes, what do we do? You know, no fasting, no eating, do we just drink water? I go, no brother, get a blender, just get a blender. Put chicken in there, put, put fried chicken in there, put cane sauce in there, you know what I'm saying? A steak, blend it up, get a strong blender, you know? Put some stuff in there, beef, ribs, I mean, grind up the bones, whatever you need to do. In all seriousness, it's, it's, it's a moment and it's bigger than just the process of it. It's that some of you, again, you've experienced this, others of you have not, but when you step into it, you begin to see that God is all powerful. Here's a a thought and a thesis, and that is, at this time of year, most people are thinking about goals. And I want to encourage you to write down some goals. In fact, it is proven statistically, written goals see much more uh, fruition and accomplishment than unwritten goals. So you don't need just a random set of ideas about what God's calling you to this year. You need to write them down and you need to prioritize them. But resolutions and goals and things, it's proven that for the most part, most of those don't ever really happen By February, March, April, May, we've already forgot those resolutions and we're off the diet plan and that exercise equipment we bought becomes a clothes hanger and we throw more clothes on top of it. And and we we don't accomplish it. So rather than talk to you just about vision, which God will give you vision, Let me tell you something, if you prioritize these next three days, you're gonna start to hear God speak and it may start as a little flicker, but if it comes from the voice of God, you'll begin to have a raging fire on the inside of you that God wants to do something that may seem impossible to you, but is very possible in Him. And you'll begin to burn with vision. But see, vision by itself is not enough. Because vision also requires that there is some provision in God's hand of supply. Because most vision and most resolutions and most things that we're called to, we stop at the barrier of supply. It's if I had more supply, if I had this person, this resource, this money, these things, then I would continue in this vision that God has called us to. And that's what the Apostle Paul talks about in Philippians chapter four, I love it. Philippians chapter four, at the end of this book that he writes, from prison nonetheless. So Paul's in prison writing about provision. He's in prison and in the first part of this chapter, he starts talking about what he's learned about God's provision. How he's learned to be content in in a season of plenty in a season that there's not as much. He, He uses the verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's more than a verse, Philippians 4.13, to tattoo on your wrist or to put up in the end zone of a football game. Philippians 4.13 has everything to do with supply, has everything to do with God's resources. It's not just some just out of the box phrase. In context, it's Paul talking about, I can accomplish that which God has called me to accomplish because I'm not depending on my resolutions and my vision, I'm depending on God's provision. I can do all things through who? Not my resolutions, through the God who strengthens me in the things he's called me to. He starts talking about thinking and thinking on things that are lovely and thinking on this. And then he ends this great book here to this Philippian church. As you know, you Philippians were the only ones who gave me financial help. When I first brought you good news and then traveled on from Macedonia, no other church did this. Even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent help more than once. I don't say this because I want a gift from you. I love this. Paul goes, look, I'm talking about supply and provision here. I'm not trying to get something from you. And I'm not preaching this to get something from you. By God's generosity and your faithfulness, Milestone Church, for the moment we are in the vision he's called us to is adequately supplied at this moment, yet God's taking us forward. And so God's generosity and supply is great. This is not a talk to raise more money for budget. It's about you understanding something that he is now celebrating with them about. Rather, I want you to receive a reward for your kindness. At the moment, I have all I need and more. I am generously supplied with the gifts you sent me with Epaphroditus. They are a sweet smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and pleasing to God. Have you ever thought about how you handle your supply of your life actually as an aroma that goes before the throne room of heaven? And as a sweet smelling sacrifice unto God, the way you steward and give, and not just again money, the way you live your life as a generous offering to God rises before him as a sweet aroma. He says this, and the same God the same God who takes care of me, the same God that I have revelation of his supply will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. See, Paul is celebrating with them that they have begun to understand something about how God works. They, they begin to understand God's pattern and God's paradigm that as we recognize that we are limited, this is not a message of, oh, just dream whatever you want, do whatever you want, and God's unlimited, and he's like this unlimited bank account you can cash in to do whatever you want. No, that's not what Paul's saying. Paul's saying that when you get involved in the vision that God has for you, when you hear his voice, when you live an open-handed life and not a closed handed life, then God's looking for conduits to resource through. He's looking for people to resource through. You say, I'd like to have more friends in 2019. Are you a good friend? How do you live close handed with your agenda and your circumstances and your situations and your schedules? Or do you live open handed to love those around you? You'll look up and if you begin to supply that in the lives of others, God will supply that into your life. So it happens in every and So Paul is is celebrating that. And and that's why we, we have you in this moment write down some things and to prioritize some things, and to get a prayer card, and I'm gonna come to it at the end of the service, and we're actually gonna write something down and I'm gonna pray for you, but 16 years ago, as we started Milestone Church, I got this card. A couple of years ago, I had to put it in retirement because it doesn't have much room left on it. It's ripped on one edge, and I, I started at the very beginning writing down. It seems really crazy now when I look back 16 years ago at some of the things that I was hearing from God and doing, it seems kind of small. It seems kind of just like basic. And yet along the way, I see all the little steps with God. It's almost like a journal. It's like, it's got names of people. It's got things with my kids. It's got things that I'm believing for. It's when we ran out of space, when we were in a cafetorium, when we needed more room, when we needed to reach more people. It's, it's got most every single staff member that we hired here at Milestone in the early days where we needed leaders and people to take care of people. And so I look back on this and, and, I, and I see my God, my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. You talk about a history with God, it's like he is faithful. And why are we doing the next few days? Not for my card, you need a card. You need to be able to see. See, Paul was preaching this to them, not to convince them that he had learned how to tap into God's supply, but he was saying, you need to understand the provision of that God. You need to build a history with that God. You need to learn how to come before that God and walk with that God so that he can supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. I think in questions, because I think we do what we wanna do. You know, you could sit and just share with someone, here's what you need to do, or you could actually get to a place where you start asking what if, what if, I did what God was asking me to do. And so a lot of times the first step is not, here's what you need to do, but it's what if you did what God was asking you to do. So I think even in my own relationship with God, what if, what if, and so I wanna give you four what ifs that could transform your 2019. Transform your 2019. Those of you at the McKinney campus, those of you watching online, this is for you. Transform your 2019 with some what ifs. Here's number one. What if you abided in Jesus throughout the year this year? I'm not talking about mental ascent and knowing about the God upstairs, but I wonder if you might take even the next few days to learn how to experience Jesus. Why do we do the next few days? to to set up a microcosm, if you will, of what your year can be like in experiencing and walking with and talking with and abiding in Jesus. I'm talking about supply. John 15 says this, you can put all your strategies, all your plans, all your resolutions, you can have the greatest plan, the greatest strategy, you can have all the timetables, you can spreadsheet it out and have everything ready to execute. And Jesus says this, apart from me, you can do nothing. If you want fruit that remains, you need to be tied into me. I am the vine. You are the branches apart from me. You can do nothing. I want everybody right here to listen to me. Jesus is going to bear crazy fruit in 2019. He's going to do some big things in 2019. The question is, will you be the conduit through which he does it? Will you be part of the distribution of the fruit that remains? And that'll only happen if you begin to abide in him, prioritize him. I love this story, it's a guy named Charlie. He was right where you are. The last Sunday of 2017, he came to church. Hadn't been to church in years, didn't know a lot about what was going on, but he decided to go to church the last Sunday of 2017 when no one's in church, A lot of people are watching online, he was here. Said, i would never been to a church like that. Hadn't seen a rock group up on the stage before in all my years of church. Jesus. (laughs) Haven't seen that. Haven't been there in that. But he said, I decided to jump in. I fasted. I went to the pre-service prayer. Not just the service. I started coming to pre-service prayer. Didn't know what that was, but man, it was powerful. Went to the service each night. He said the kids were up till nine or 10 o'clock every night, but it didn't matter because we were getting filled. We were finally getting filled. And each night we felt like God was talking to us. Prepare wasn't about the speakers, he said. It wasn't about the messages. It wasn't about those things. It was about the spiritual atmosphere we were walking into. His words, he said, it was like taking a weekend service and giving it an injection of steroids. He said, I did the fast alone. Never fasted before. Came to one of the services, saw a coworker in the commons. It was at that moment something pulled me in, he said. I wanted to get connected. I realized I couldn't do this alone. I needed support. He said, right after that, we went into the the campaign, Who Am I, joined a Who Am I group. We're gonna start beyond groups here coming up this year because we believe doing it together and being together is the best way to do it. He said, I joined a freedom group after that. It changed my world. Next, I started leading in FPU, our financial peace ministry. Then I served on the ministry team of the last Freedom Weekend. I went from knowing no one to starting to fast, which was crazy, to seeing a random guy from work, to joining a small group, to meeting lots of guys, and now my whole life has changed. My marriage, this is powerful, my marriage went from fighting all the time, talking about divorce, having zero faith, to being blessed beyond anything, is his words. I now have the greatest group of friends a Christian guy could want. I think it all started, he says, with this shift, this mentality shift that's hard to shift. I learned something in prepare that it's not about feeding my desires, feeding my belly, feeling what I want, but to start feeding my spirit with my connection to God. 2018, I have some cool Jesus stories. I used to only have cool bar stories, that's what he said. I love this last line is what he said, I love it. He says, this is, this is awesome. He said, the first prepare I went to, I went to as a guest. This year, I'm going as family. What a powerful story. That's about abiding in Jesus. Charlie learned something there. He learned about how to connect and to abide with Jesus. What if you did that this year? Here's the second thing. If, what if you got over your hangups, got rid of your hangups regarding the Holy Spirit? One of the reasons we set the table of this, we have a little bit longer to spend time in God's presence, we have worship, we have prayer, it is that, that there is this understanding of the person of the Holy Spirit that will guide you, that will help you. I'm talking about supply. Jesus, in fact, said it's better that I go away because the person of the Holy Spirit is going to be an advantage for you, a supply for you, a help for you. That the Holy Spirit will guide you, will lead you into truth. And the reason I say hang-ups is because we all have hangups. Whether you come from a side of the fence over here that you understand how to fellowship with the person of the Holy Spirit who speaks, who guides, who helps us understand God's desires and intentions and will, whether you're a person who understands that or you don't really know. I know for me, we didn't talk a lot about that in the church I grew up in. We were very doctrinally sound, good to be doctrinally sound. We could build a great fireplace. We had that fireplace all just right there constructed, really good, we knew a lot. We just didn't have any fire. If you get in a church where belie- that they believe in the present working, not the past working, the present working of the Holy Spirit, there's a tangible difference. Some of you walk in, you're like, what is this? It's family, it's the power of God, it's the fullness of God. You're like, wow, man, it's experience. I see, I, so, so, so I grew up in a place where we didn't have the fire, but then I got around all these people who grew up around the power of the Holy Spirit. I learned something about them too. They have hangups too because a lot of people I know today are still trying to experience something with the Holy Spirit that happened 30 years ago. I'm gonna tell you the Bible says you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be my witnesses. It will be evidenced by the lives that are being transformed and changed. We had, here's, here's the move of the Holy Spirit. I believe we're stewarding a move of the Holy Spirit. 380 something people, women, men, children, gave their heart and life to Jesus Christ over a few day period at Christmas time. That's a move of the Holy Spirit. And it's not just that they raise their hand, I see that toe, I are, wink at me and we'll let you know. No, it wasn't just that. There were 200 people walked out in the commons and gave their card to a pastor and said, I want a Bible, I want to get baptized. I want to know how to walk with God because we don't just reach people, we build people. Last fall, we had 200 people go through Freedom Weekend, get over their past, learn how to forgive, get over their hangups and situations. I want you to understand something. We call that the move of the Holy Spirit. It's the move of God. So what if you got over your hangups? What if you got over your hangups and said, God, I wanna partner with what you're doing now and in this present day. Number three, when we talk about supply, I wanna just ask you a what if question. What if you got over your fear and handled your money God's way this year? Because you can't talk about supply. Paul is contextually talking about finances. You can't talk about supply because we get to all your prayer requests. It's one of the number one things that people ask for is help with their resources, with their finances. And it's one of the number one tools and barriers that the enemy uses to keep us in a place of bondage is he utilizes fear. There are some of you who don't know that in the Bible, it says, talk about first of the year, Proverbs three, honor the Lord with your wealth, bring him your first fruits that your barns might be in a place of supply and overflow. That Malachi 3 says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse and see if I will not pour out and open up this window of supply that you can't contain. Some of you know that's in the Bible. Some of you don't. You're newly saved. It's in there. Try it. It's great. God is very faithful to his word. There's others of you though, and I would say a lot of people listening to me right now, you know it's in there. It's not an issue of knowing it. It's the fear that keeps you from it. Because the way we think is, wait a minute, if I give God this, if I don't protect this, if I don't have insurance on my insurance, let me just tell you, you can fill your barns on your own all you want, but it's still always limited. Let me tell you, one of the major game changers for me was realizing, no matter how big my supply is, no matter how big my mountain is, you can buy storage facilities, you can store it up, you can protect it, you can insure it on your, in- but you know what? No matter how big your pile is, God's pile's always bigger. It's unlimited. So I would encourage some of you that are struggling in this area, go, what if I did it God's way this year? If you're in a struggling place, we have a, a, a resource for you and a ministry financial piece to help you, but what if you did it God's way? Four, what if you prioritize contributing your part in the body of Christ? What if you really this year said, I'm gonna find out how God's designed me, how God's made me, how he's wired me. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. In your mother's womb, he put gifts and deposits on the inside of you. Last year, by the way, the theme and thesis for us was equipped. Find out what your gift is, get equipped, get in the grow track, start using your gift to glorify God and connect to his body. I believe the local church that's healthy, equipped, functioning, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit is the most effective tool in the earth. It's the most effective tool. And so it's God's way of distributing. I'm still talking about supply. What if you found out your gift? What if you found out your contribution? And I'm not talking about living at the church building. I'm talking about every day you offer your contribution. You offer who you are. I met a man 80 years old this weekend. He came up to me, he was just emotional. He said, this place has changed my life. I lost my wife a few months ago. I've been sitting at my house, just feeling sorry for myself, just sitting there. And I mean, again, not minimizing his grief, but he said, I've just been sitting there. I've just been, and in my life, it just seems like my life was drifting away. And I came to this church and I met one of the leaders here and they said, what are you good at? What do you like to do? He said, well, I kind of got a bubbly personality and I just like people and you know, I can encourage people. One of the leaders said, look, we've got lots of people that need encouragement. We've got people in hospital rooms and people that are in, in, in places, retirement centers. We've got people all over the place that are discouraged. Why don't you use your gift? He said, I'm so excited about 2019 because I'm gonna use my gift to encourage people. And I looked at him and said, you know what? And you're gonna find a supply in 2019 you may not have ever found in 80 years. Because it doesn't work like protecting, guarding, insuring, and you have a supply. In God's economy, you get what you give away. When you give it away, when you serve others and give, you know what, there'll be a supply that starts to come to you. You're like, pastor, you're excited, is that in the Bible? (laughs) Ephesians 4.16, from whom the whole body, being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies. Have you ever thought about you have no supply because you're not joined. Every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part causes the growth of the body for the building of itself up in love. Do you know your part in his heart? Are you willing to give that part and connect with others? Get over your offenses, get over your hang-ups. get over your past, Get over this happened there, this happened there. Forget that. What's God doing today? What's he doing now? And put your part into play and connect and watch God supply. I could preach for a long time. (laughs) I have things to share you cannot bear. No, I'm just playing. (laughs) I'm a little excited about this year. I'm excited about you. I'm excited about God supplying to you Everything that you need to accomplish what he has in mind for your 2019. Here's how you can participate and prepare. I'm gonna ask you to pull that card back out. Both campuses, I'm gonna ask you to pull it out. Here's this, this guide, this tool that's gonna guide you through the next few days. Has everything you need there to help you. It has some prayer points. and Say, pastor, what can we do to participate? It's like, man, I wanna participate in the next few days, I wanna experience what God has for me. I wanna, I wanna prioritize God first. I want that vision to burn in me. I wanna see that supply. Well, first of all, I'm gonna ask you to fast. You say, what is fasting? It's abstaining from food, and there's different types and ways and stuff, but in general, it's abstaining from food for a period of time to let God fill you. The Bible doesn't say if you fast, it says when you fast. So fasting is a spiritual discipline that's scriptural. And so I'm gonna ask you to do that. Obviously, there's, there's, there's medical things and we're not trying to put anybody in a medical place or anything like that, but I'm gonna encourage you, starting Sunday night, the, this, this weekend, from Sunday night through Wednesday night, after the last service on Wednesday night, if you own a restaurant in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, please be open. Because there will be thousands of hangry people, you know, just hungry and maybe they aren't angry because they're filled with the spirit from all their fasting, but they will be hungry. And for those three days, prioritize what God has for you. It's not a hunger strike. It's not a strong arm God. It's not religious. It's not legalistic. That's not what I'm calling you to. It's time to say, God, we're gonna turn aside from this to let you fill us. It's not a great diet plan. You're like, well, I need to lose a few pounds anyway. It's not good, because you'll gain it all back on Wednesday night when you start eating. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's not, that's not the deal. Fast. Second of all, I'm gonna ask you to come to pre-service prayer. Yes, I said not just the service, come to pre-service prayer. Come to pre-service prayer We as a staff on Wednesdays, we pray together. We have a monthly all-staff meeting where we worship for an hour. We pray, we seek God for you. We ask God to show up. For the last several weeks, we have seen an intensity in this prayer time. Every single week, our staff praying, seeking God. There'll be staff members weeping and crying for the lost, people that are unsaved, people that have marriage challenges, people that have serious issues. Life is tough, but my God, but God can show up. If you see that intensity happen around our staff, here's what we're asking you to do. You're like, man, I've never never done that. My prayer life looks more like, dear God, help so-and-so. That's the power of corporate prayer. I mean, God is living in us. His spirit lives in us. And you have to have a personal relationship with God And God will manifest himself to you. But he says, where two or three are gathered, there I am in their midst. There's a different dimension of his manifest presence when we pray together. And so I'm gonna ask you to come early. You're like, I get off at 610. Come on, as soon as you get off work, come on. The devil's gonna try to stop you with every traffic issue, every single job issue. You're gonna think, man, this is the most important thing that's ever happened in my career. You're gonna think about it in those three days. It's not. The most important thing that's ever happened in your career is you giving your career to Jesus over the next three days. That's the most important thing that's ever happened in your career. So I'm gonna ask you to come and we're gonna pray and there'll be hundreds of people come and pray, both campuses. In fact, you might wanna come early because the auditorium may be full before we ever start the service. So you need to come and pray. We're gonna learn to pray together. It's gonna be an awesome time. And here's the final thing I'm gonna ask you to do. Fill out your prayer card. I'm gonna ask if you would, to turn to page five. Everybody show it to me when you have it. Those of you right there, if you're online, you can just take out a piece of paper and start writing those down. But I'm gonna ask you to take this prayer card so you can use it as a tool this year. And I'm gonna ask you, in the area of your family, you've got an issue with a kid? Have you brought it before the Lord? Bring it before the Lord in the context of these next few days. Praying for some things regarding our church and where God's taken us in 2019, your relationships, your sphere of influence, your business life, your whatever God's calling to you for next, your spiritual growth. And I'm gonna ask you to write these. God asked us to bring these things before him. He said, bring your requests before me with thanksgiving. He asked us to do it. So over the next few days, we're gonna bring these before the Lord and we're gonna pray together. We have our prayer wall at both campuses. You can put a prayer request up and we're gonna see God move in a powerful way. I'm gonna ask you to join me in prayer right now. Some of you, You already know, God will show you over the next three days some things he wants you to put down here. Some of you already know something you've been carrying for the last few weeks or months or over the holidays. You've got a burden, I'm gonna ask you to go ahead and write that one down right now. Take a pen out of the seat back, go ahead and write it down right now. Put it down there and I'm gonna pray for that right now. I believe God wants to do something significant for those of you that have health issues. Yesterday morning I was praying and I felt like, so, so Monday night at the end of the service, we're gonna have our elders and prayer team here. We're gonna pray according to James five sixteen. if anyone among you is sick, let them bring together the elders of the church and anoint the sick with oil. We're gonna pray for people. So if you have a friend, someone's sick, we're gonna pray on Monday night for people that are dealing with a health issue. Maybe that's your issue you wanna write down here. Maybe it's a financial issue. I don't know what it is, but I want us to do two things right now. Let's consecrate, let's set apart this time for the Lord. And I wanna pray for what you're facing. Father, we set apart this time. Not, not, not a religious duty. Lord, see our hearts. Our hearts are that we wanna be in step with you and what you're doing. And we wanna hear your vision, not our vision. We, we wanna hear your plans. We wanna be in step with you. We set apart this time right now, Lord, the next few days. We're gonna come before you and Lord, we know you're gonna meet with us. You're gonna show up in our hearts and lives. So we consecrate this fast, this time together and we expect that you're gonna show up and move in powerful ways. Lord, I pray right now for the need that someone wrote down right there for each person. Lord, I thank you that You have provision for that child issue. You have supply for the unforgiveness that is holding us back, that the enemy wants to let become bitterness in our heart so it'll defile many around us. Lord, Lord, you have provision for the emotional weight. You have provision for us. Lord, you are unlimited. So Lord, I'm asking you to come into that situation and do what only you can do to show up, not by our strength, not by our strategy, not by our ability, but by your power and by your spirit. Lord, I thank you for every need that'll be brought before you, on the walls of our campuses, on the cards that we write down. I thank you, Lord, that it's your promise that says, my God shall supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Milestone Church. We hope it's been an encouragement for you today. We invite you to listen to other messages on this podcast or discover who we are by visiting our website at milestonechurch.com.